Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Live Radio Contact. On the Detail Podcast, I'm Rob Pax and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hi, Rob. You okay, mate? Yeah, we've had a great day, me and you, haven't we, talking to, to Rugby League Royalty? We certainly have, yeah. We met uh, up with Mike Laban today, didn't we? Broadcaster, and he's a man of many titles, isn't he? He's a fantastic broadcaster on Radio Lancashire. He's currently Lee's historian, a director at Lee, media manager. You name it, he's wrote all sorts of books and what an absolutely lovely, lovely man he is and a gentleman and he passed so much knowledge on to us and we had a fantastic chat with him and it was a pleasure to be in his company. Yeah, so much passion for the game, Paul. He was, uh, you know, it's going to be a great, we've recorded a, a mini podcast for him, we're going to have it out in the next couple of weeks. It's definitely going to be worth tuning into that one, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, he spoke, he spoke so highly of Salford and, you know, his knowledge on Salford and Lee and rugby league in general, it was be great to get you know his in, his insight because he, he, he like he said to us it was his second team really and he had, he had so much knowledge about about our club and, and just what he passed on to us about his own club it was fantastic to speak to him and I'm sure our listeners will enjoy listening to, to Mike who's a, you know a seasoned broadcaster and he, he I mean we could have sat there all day with him Rob Cumbie was a you know he was it was amazing to chat to him yeah it was great and uh, don't forget to tune in a couple of weeks for that also joining the show uh, this week we've got the Mr Bounce back uh, Richard Lower right Richard. We thought we might get in a complex of always inviting you on when, when we get beat. Uh, so because yeah. we won this week, we thought we'd put nice. you on. <laughs> nice to have a change, definitely. Yeah. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me on again. Cheers, mate. Well, what have we got on the show this week, Paul? <laughs> yeah, we've got the news. We've got a review of. We've got the news. We've got a review of the Huddersfield victory. We've got interviews with Robert Lewis, Naila Old, and Ozzy Krasnicki. We've got Willie Poaching in Coach's Corner. We've got the amateur report. And finally, a preview. Sorry, of the Leeds game on Sunday. Cool, so what we'll do, we'll uh, start with the news. Uh, what's coming out of Salford Red Devils this week? All the big news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. Uh, first bit of news, uh, we've signed Daryl Alperts from Newcastle Thunder, Paul. Uh, he looks like he's got uh, all the qualities to be the next big thing. Yeah, yeah, he does. And, uh, New- Newcastle look like they've been improving this season. They're uh, currently... Fourth place, fifth place in the uh, League One, and he scored some good tries. He looks an explosive player, a big lad, big centre. So uh, look at the Chris Bryan inside. You know, he, he's made the step up from League One and, and looked really good in Super League. So I think there are some gems out there in the lower leagues, and hopefully we, we've signed one there. Yeah, 14 tries in 15 games, Richard. He's a big unit. He's fast. He's got good hands as well. You know, he, he looks the part. Yeah, I was looking at some of his highlights on uh, on YouTube. He looked really impressive, uh, certainly at that level. So hopefully he can bring that into Super League with him. Um, not short of uh, a bit of confidence either. So yeah, he's got a good turn of pace. He, he scores scores quite a few tries, like you said, and uh, he's not afraid of the big hits either. So I think he's got everything really. Um, just hopefully he can make the step up and, uh, and be a really good, consistent one for us, like uh, 
uh, like Paul was saying, hopefully he can he can transfer that into Super League. Yeah, I suppose, Paul. You know the position we find ourselves in this season. We're allowed to you know look and invest in in next season squad, you know, possibly earlier than we would uh, in previous seasons. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of being in the you know settled in, in the top eight. Now you, like we were talking to Mike Leighton today, he was struggling a bit really, and Lee was struggling to to sign players because they weren't. I mean, obviously they want to stay in Super League, but they can't be hundred percent sure because they're going to be in the the middle eights and obviously got to fight them to stay with us being comfortably in that top eight now we know we're going to be in Super League next season so you have got that, that comfort of, of being able to attract players now from from other teams and, and you know from the NRL or, or wherever it may be because you know you've got that guarantee of being there and yeah from what I've seen of him the, the little highlights I saw he, he looks a handful he looks a, a big player so uh, so yeah he's only young as well and you know he's got the eye for the dry line so I, I'm sure he'll, he'll do well and you know, Ian Watson's a good judge of a player and as we've seen with, with, with Chris coming in and, and the young Daniel Murray as well, the youngsters that we signed this season, and uh, I'm sure he'll do really well. I think it'll be a good signing. Yeah, I think, I think that's what makes this season even more impressive, you know, from my point of view. Because you remember from what you were just saying then, we, we couldn't sign any players till really late in the season. So the ones we did pick up, uh, Brian and and, uh, and Chris Wellen and, and people like that, have just been brilliant for us this season and, and it's it's credit to, to Watson and uh, and the others in there to, to actually pick up these gems and, and the fact that they're playing so well at such a high standard in uh, you know pushing us into second and uh, semi-final territory it's, it's really really com- uh, good that so if we can get some early signings like saying for, for, and plan for next season we can be even stronger yeah I think it's about moulding moulding the team now Paul really like you say we're picking these gems up from the lower divisions you know, the likes of uh, Willie Poach and Ian Watson, they're doing their own work out, they're picking the best of the best and that's going to improve the, the squad. Yeah, certainly. I, I don't think there'll be wholesale changes and I've alluded to it the last couple of weeks now that you know, I keep coming at that stat, don't there, 14 lads that played in the million pound game, you know, 14 out of that 17 are still at the club now and obviously in this close season gone by there wasn't huge wholesale changes and I don't think there, there will be in the, the close season this season. You might see a, you know, a sprinkling of players come in uh, but I don't think there'll be more than three or four uh, at all. But just going back to the, the lads there that, that Richard mentioned, I mean, Chris Wellham especially, he was signed really late on. I don't even think he, he took that in half of the pre-season. He missed quite a lot of it. But these guys that are getting signed up now, they're going to be straight in there. They're going to do a full pre-season with us, which is always, like from what I was going to said to us on, on Sunday, it's always pretty grueling. So that's good. If you get them in early, they're going to be sort of bonded with the players and that can only stand as in good stead. But if you look at Chris Wellham, he's missed half the pre-season, but look how well, how well he's done. So, uh, so I think you've, you've just got to give him, give him the credit for that. But, but yes, I think we're in a, a miles better situation this time around. Yeah, it's going to be exciting times, uh, Richard. Obviously, you know, building for next season after our you know super season this season, obviously it's not finished yet, is it? We don't know how it, how it ends. But obviously next season, it's going to be a, a little bit more pressure, I think. Yeah, I think we were talking a few weeks ago. It's about uh, the continuity of the team so far has stood as a good stead this season. It's about it's about building on that and, and getting a deeper squad. We've been quite lucky with injuries so far. Uh, I don't want to jinx it. So we're on the final end of the season, towards the end of the season yet. So uh, you just get that bigger squad with the uh, the salary cap in force. You know, we, we need these the young guns coming through and the, the lower league players, uh, the little gems that we keep talking about and. And hopefully that's, that stands in good stead for next season and uh, these guys are ready to come and, uh, and play after a full pre-season training. So, yeah, it does. It bodes really well for next season. But we've got a lot to concentrate on this season, I think. Yeah. The uh, next bit of news talking about this season. Uh, Castleford away, Paul, has been switched to the 14th of July, Friday from Sunday, because Sky wants to play on TV. Um, quite annoying, really, if you're a fan. 
genuinely booked the Sunday off work. I, it took me ages to get my Sunday code for that, and then now they've, they've moved it to Friday. But I, luckily, I managed to get a day off on Friday, so I'll be heading up there quite early to that game. But uh, but it, it's one of those, Rob. I think in the back of our minds, we sort of knew that that game might be on the telly. And to be honest with you, though, I don't. I'm not so sure why. I mean, it'll be a good game, obviously. But Castleford, I think. Um, they're going to finish top now before the season splits anyway, so they, there's probably not a right lot on the game really, is there, you know, regards their league positions, and there is for us obviously, but uh, but yeah, it's a top of the table clash and, you know, Sky was always going to go, go for the attractive games like that, and I think it's credit to us, the rugby that we're playing, I think people want to see us, and just going off the Sky schedule, I mean, Castleford are on more or less every week, aren't they, and I don't think we've been on half as many times as they have, so uh, it's going to give us some good exposure, and if we can go there to to Weldon Road and beat Castleford I mean you listen to the people, the pundits on Sky I mean they absolutely love Castleford and they love the rugby that they play and, and they can't sing highly of, enough of them so if we can go there and beat them in their own backyard I think that'll, uh, that'll show everybody uh, what's all they're about Yeah it'll be a good marker I reckon Richard uh, for our top uh, super, you know, top eight to come obviously you're going to Castleford it's going to be a, a tough place to go and if we are able to, to you know, put in a performance to, you know, it signs are good for the rest of the, uh, the top eight uh, pictures Yeah yeah, that's true, that's true. I, I, I think I always earmark this when, I, when you look down the fixture list and you see that the second second last game of the regular season and I just think, you know, I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, I'm, I'm actually quite optimistic normally, but I just, I don't I don't know whether I fancy that quite as much, but it may be like Paul said, the, the, the season's over by then effectively, or the the, the, uh, the regular season uh, for Castleford, so maybe they could be resting a few or they've got injuries or something. Uh, it doesn't matter whatever team they put out they'll be very um, very good I'm sure so we just need to make sure we're, we're up for that um, again just looking at the fixtures it could be that we're you know we, we, we might be nailed on top four already then so um, <laughs> I hope so I really hope so but uh, it'd be it'd be a good game and with it being on Sky I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll turn up and do our best we can yeah tickets available Paul £20 for adults, £12 concessions. Hopefully we'll get a big following down there, even though it is Friday. I know there's uh, coaches available going uh, from the club as well at £15. So, you know, there might be a big Salford contingent down there on Friday. Yeah, so we always have to give a good following there. We took a good following there last season. We had them twice there last season, didn't we, in the, in the cup game and the, in, in, in the league game. And there were good followings. And let's have it right. We, we beat them twice last season in the league and we beat them in the league this season. So we've actually won the last three league meetings against Castleford and we've played pretty well against them as well haven't we so, uh, so yeah I'd be confident they're going there let's not forget it is an important game for us because when the season does split into the Super Eights you carry points total over anyway so any wins that we can get now in these remaining three games will go on to our Super Eights tally and the more we can get when we do go into the Super Eights you know the more points we're in front of the, the chasing pack the better chance we've got to get in that top top four for the, for the semi-final so so yeah it's always a good trip to, to Castleford I don't know Friday night's a bit difficult but uh, it's going to be a mouthwater yeah, uh, coach pickups pick up so at Shanders at four fifty, Royal Sovereign at five, Eccles Town Hall at quarter past five, Dog and Partridge at five twenty five, and the AJ Bell at four forty five. If you want to order a ticket or a place on the coach, we can go on six one seven eight six one five seven four. Richard, I think it's pretty good obviously the club be able to charter a coach and pick you up in different places around the city. It saves everyone having to get down to the AJ Bell uh, if they can't get there direct. Yeah, it helps a lot, doesn't it? That, uh, especially with people being at work on a Friday, they can just uh, dump the stuff and go to wherever the closest is to to get the coach. Uh, hopefully, like Paul said, I think there's going to be a load going because uh, it's a massive game, isn't it? First, hopefully, versus the second still at that point, and uh, I think we always take a good solid uh, a solid following wherever we go now. 
because we're quite confident of turning teams over wherever we are. So I think that'll be that core core support. They'll sing loud and and proud, I'm sure, and uh, hopefully drive us on to victory. Yeah, and other news as well. Uh, the, we managed to outsell Wigan uh, for our Challenge Cup uh, semi-final. Paul, we've sold nearly four thousand tickets. He says on the uh, on the official website. You know, that's a, that's a brilliant effort, and it's pretty good that we've sold more than Wigan at the moment. Do you know what, Rob? Um, I thought we would do. I know a lot of people were panicking on Facebook and the, you know, the, the various supporter sites that are on social media about it being a sellout. And I had a look, and it's 14,000, I think, in the early World Jones Stadium. And I was being the sad old that I am. I was looking at previous semi finals over sort of the last five or six years, and the crowds for the semi finals have not been many that have been over 10,000. And I think. Um, Wigan played there a few years ago. Uh, where did they play now? I think they played London in 2013. I think it was at Lee. Alzi Krasniki said so, didn't he? On yeah. Sunday that he played in that game. I think Wigan hammered uh, London. I think there was 6,000 there. So it just shows you, I mean, I'm not going to go with Wigan supporters per se, but I don't think they, they sort of bothered with really semi final. I think a bit of that many, they, they sort of just come out for the, for the finals, don't they? So I wouldn't be surprised on that Sunday, Robert, because there's more soccer supporters there than Wigan supporters. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. The semi-final, Richard, is is you know a massive thing for us. I know there's loads, there's more tickets available. Um, if you haven't picked it up, as well, getting down to the AJ Bell Stadium uh, to to pick uh, pick yours up, Richard, if you haven't got it. Uh, but you know it's going to be a, a big big day, I reckon. It is. It's going to be huge. I think the public's got behind it as well. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of excited fans out there. Me being one of them. But uh, as I mentioned before, I'm stuck on holiday uh, down in South Wales. So uh, unless the charter a coach down from Tenby. That'd be nice, uh, but unfortunately, I can't. I can't get there myself, so I'm absolutely gutted. Uh, but it'll be a great occasion. Don't worry, Richard. We'll break you out. You just be by, by the back door about ten o'clock, and we'll get you out. Don't worry Go for about milk. it. Go for some milk. <laughs> Go for some milk, and then we'll come back six hours later. That's the plan. That's the plan. Um, obviously, the game is on the the Sunday, Paul. Um, and there's also a thing going at the at the Lowry, uh, Willow's Memories, like a film. It's uh, going to be a, a good night, that I reckon. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. That yeah, it's a great theatre all hour as well. Well, that 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 show there. I mean, I've heard quite a bit about it. Speaking to John Blackburn the other week about it, he's really excited about it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the guys he had involved. I think uh, Morris Richards was down at the club with Chris Escott doing their contribution towards it. So uh, it's going to be fantastic. That it's just a shame it's on that that semi final day. Really, cause it's probably going to be a bit difficult logistically for people to to get to it. But it's uh, it's something that you know, the, the memories there that you're going to get to see is. Uh, once in a lifetime sort of thing, I think. Yeah, so I think if you, if you can get down there after the, the semi-final victory, that'll be an amazing uh, day. Obviously, you're busy, Richard, but you know there will be people getting down there and hopefully supporting the event. Um, Club have announced 15, 000, uh, sorry, 15% off uh, shirt sales as well, uh, Richard, which is pretty good. Obviously, with the uh, games coming up, you need to be wearing your shirts loud and proud-like. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, saw that on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, they're doing a good job of marketing that as well. I think... Uh, Shirt sales certainly for the, the semi-final should be taken off now as well, and uh, maybe the, the new sign-in as well will uh, get a few extras in. So it's it's encouraging. They, they need to they need to market all this, and uh, with the appetite, like we said, with the uh, semi-final tickets being sold, it can can only be a good thing. Uh, keep it going, and and uh, yeah, get the merchandise uh, out of the out of the out of stock, and uh, uh, and long may it continue. Yeah, I think obviously, Paul. You know, generating cash through merchandise is a big thing for the for the club. And you know, with the semi-final coming up, there were people you know wanted to get the shirts. You know, possibly new fans who who are going to go big and, and buy the shirt. And 
you know what, I think it's great the club have put this kind of offer out at this time. Yeah, so it's like a market, a dream in it, a semi-final and, and a Wembley final as well, if we were to get there. I mean, everyone wants to wear a shirt, don't they, at Wembley? And, uh, we, I think we touched that today when we were chatting, didn't we, about, you know, the Warrington, how they've gone on when they moved to a new ground and got those Wembley trips and that's when they got a lot of supporters hooked, didn't they? And, you know, people buying shirts and flags and, you know, what they're like, and Warrington, they got wigs and all sorts of they all that sort of gear. But, no, it's great. I mean, that, this is the time now to really push it for me. You've got a couple more weeks, haven't we, towards that semi-final. We've got some big games before that. So, uh, so yeah, a massive game this week against Leeds. So, uh, yeah, they need to be out there in the community and, and, and getting this merchandise out there to people because uh, that shirt this season is a really good shirt as well and uh, the away one's a, a nice shirt as well. Yeah, they have been in the schools and the colleges, Richard, this week. And, you know, that's what those fans are calling out for. We know the, they had a uh, stall in Monton. Uh, festival this weekend as well. It's it's all about getting our you know profile out there outside the bubble. Yeah, yeah, with the golden tickets as well. Yeah, uh, sort of Doctor Devil out there and about out and about. So uh, yeah, anything they can do to to try and uh, try and push the name uh, locally as as well as uh, in the schools, it's got to be a good thing. You you've got to try and do that uh, and keep it up. That's the important thing. Now we've got this momentum. Um, just and these these good ideas like the like the golden tickets and stuff. Get it out there, keep it going, get the appetite for the for the semi final particularly. And um, I'd be I'd be keen to try and push this home game. It's the last home game before the semis, so this one v Leeds on uh, other weekend is is massive. Uh, they'll bring a load with them, I know. Uh, so we, we've got to we've got to make sure we get bums on seats for this weekend as well. While there's people buying the semi final tickets, they need to need to engage those same people to to get the the Leeds um, game in their in their minds as well. Because we've got three more games before the semi. All right, it's a big big massive game for Salford, but those other three games are there and they're not going anywhere. It's just as important to finish uh, top four, as, uh, well, hopefully second. Um, in the regular season so let's uh, let's keep that momentum up shirt sales Dr. Devil out there golden tickets anything they can do to push it it's got to be a good thing uh, keep keep it going yeah I think the important part I think Paul is keeping it going that's that's the important thing for me lot the club sometimes have so many great ideas and then it, you only do it a couple of times and, it, and it, it kind of disappears you know they've got a good thing going at the moment uh, with us fans supporting them and hopefully they'll continue to do it for you know years to come well, yeah, the lads on the pitch are doing the business out of this season, Rob. It's, it's, I suppose it's easier to market when, when you're doing well. It's when, you, when you're struggling near the bottom. Like, sort of last season, it was hard when it to attract new people when the team's sort of losing more games than it wins. But this season, it's, it's been great. And yeah, like you say, you've got to keep keep doing it while you can now. And every game's huge at the moment. We've got three like regular games left and the Wigan game. But they're all massive games, aren't they? You look at the three we've got left now, Leeds. Leeds is always a big game and you're playing against Leeds you're playing against a historic club and a club that you know we've got a bit of history with as well so we like to beat them then you've got the cast game away then the league game which is always a you know a bit of fierce rivalry between them and then obviously the, the Wigan uh, semi-final after that you're going to have seven big games in in this Super 8 so everything everything's huge at the moment every every time we play and it's just a really exciting time isn't it and, and I'm sure the club are going to buy into it that's why they're doing all, all this marketing at the moment and uh, yeah it, it needs to be done yeah, the club have an offer. Uh, if you have a business and you give them a business card, um, you get £2 off your next match ticket, Richard. You know, that, that's a good way, I think, of getting into the community because with local businesses, that's, you know, that's important, I feel, for growing your support. Yeah, yeah, a lot of small businesses in, in Salford, so anything they can do, just a bit of a discount, 
number one, get them in the get them in the ground. Number two, keep them in the ground with their contact details for next time. Then they can they can possibly market to, to those kind of people and target them uh, to get them back. Are you interested? Do you, do you want to you know how do you rate the experience? What can we improve on? Anything like that can can be invaluable to to finding out what would bring somebody back into the AJ Bell for the next time. Uh, two, two quid off is, is two quid, so why not? Let's let's get them in, see how, see what they can do. And, and But the most important thing is keep that information and make sure it's reused um, to, to get those people back in. And, uh, and yeah, spread the word to the businesses as well, because eventually, you know, they're, they're going to bring more people, hopefully. Yeah, obviously the businesses, they get involved in the club, more investment, more money into the club. Uh, obviously less of a burden on Mao and Kukash then, Paul. Um, it's, I think it's great. I think the club are doing the right thing. Yeah, I was just going to say that two quid, when Richard said two quid, two quid, I was going to say, yeah, it's the price of a pint, but I don't know what year I'm living in, it's getting off for a pint. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah but it's, it's a good idea. I think the key thing is, like we've said it, haven't we, recently about, you know, getting people's contact details, building a database, you know, getting in touch with them again. And, and yeah, I think it's a really good idea. Because like Richard said, there's an awful lot of small businesses in and around the Salford area and we spoke about it before saying how, how big that area is and how big that catchment area is so I think that's a really good idea yeah I think it's great things hopefully the club will continue doing stuff like that uh, Masters Rugby com- um, Camp is uh, going really well the tickets are flying out um, if you haven't managed to book your child on it um, contact joanne.shepherd at salfordreddevils.net uh, she's organising the, the booking for that Richard, it's great. Obviously, you know the kids are the future, and if getting trained by you know the, the heroes of today, uh, it's only going to make them better players. Yeah, you can see there's a lot of those players now are fast becoming the uh, the icons, aren't they? Uh, ben Murdoch, Masilla, and uh, Rob Lou, particularly. Um, I think a lot of them, the kids uh, stayed at the end and, and got the pictures taken with them. Uh, certainly this weekend so it was good to see that so anything they can do taking it back into the community with the kids is uh, is going to make them want to come again watch the team and also participate so yeah it's great to see that and uh, they need to they need to get in there and as we've said before it's invaluable what they do in the community and they need to keep that up make sure they, they, they don't lose that yeah it just feels like it's all coming together now Paul you know after all them years it's, it's suddenly clicking yeah it certainly is yeah We've dreamed about seasons like this, haven't we, Robin? Now it's sort of coming to, to fruition. It's um, it's different, isn't it? But it's, it's a good excitement now. It is really exciting. And I'll be honest with you guys. I'm so nervous about this semi-final and, and what's what's ahead of us. But I just keep trying to put it to the back of my mind and just concentrating on what on the game that, that's coming this week. But uh, but yeah, it's an exciting time to be a Solver supporter. And it, it does feel like we're gathering a bit of momentum now and a bit of. You know, that was the old snowball effect keeps happening and it, the atmosphere was tremendous, I thought, against Huddersfield on Sunday. I really enjoyed the day and everybody was getting behind the, the, the team and uh, I'm sure it'll be this, the same case on, on Sunday against Leeds. I'm expecting a big atmosphere there. Leeds will, will bring a, a, a few support as well, I, w- I would have thought. And it's going to be another good day. Yeah, I think things though, I think, Richard, the semi-final is, is a massive occasion, but we don't want this to be the be-all and end-all. We don't want to, let's say, if we do lose the semi-final, the, you know, the club kind of like drops off the end of a cliff we don't want that we want to use this semi-final win or lose as a like a, a catapult us uh, to, to the next level yeah I think that's reflected in the players attitudes as well because uh, I think you interviewed Lana Tazzy a few times and uh, very upbeat about the performances when uh, when you interviewed him and he said no we've won nothing yet come on keep your feet on the ground and, and that's the way it's going to be it's got to, so you know God forbid we do we do lose a semi or, or the semi-final and, and, and you know the Form starts dipping in the league. Um, 
there's there's no reason to feel doom and gloom because we've had an excellent season. But there's, I, again, I don't, I can't see us doing that. I can, I can see us going really well and maybe maybe sneaking a win and uh, getting to Wembley, uh, or certainly finishing the top four and getting the semis for the uh, for the you know the grand final and what have you. So there's there's a lot to play for this season. It's plainly obvious, but I think we've got the squad to do it, and I think. Uh, I think the, the attitudes there in the players as well, and, and we've got to support that. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's very exciting, nerve wracking, like Paul said, but exciting at the same time. Yeah, it's been a great season. We're going to look forward to more thrills and spills on the way uh, to the end of the season. So that was all the news uh, from the Devil in the Detail and the club. So what we'll do now, we'll look at the game against Huddersfield. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. For Red Devils were victorious on Sunday, beating Huddersfield Giants 36 points to 20. Richard, you know, a great win. Yeah, it was. It was good to bounce back from the, uh, the three losses with that. Uh, um, I thought it was quite a positive, uh, positive uh, overall display. I think the first, maybe the first 10-15 uh, wasn't so good, uh, but uh, in the middle. I think we scored maybe six unanswered tries, I think, which was uh, really, really good and, and great to get back to winning ways. I think the crowd were well up for it as well. Um, so it was just a really good, positive performance. Yeah, he wants to put a, quite a strong side out, didn't he, Paul, against Huddersfield? Because obviously Huddersfield are a good side and you know we had a, to pick a good side to play against them. Yeah, we certainly did, yeah. We lined up with Gareth O'Brien at full-back, Greg Johnson, Chris Willem, Junior South High level, Robert Lewis. And Michael Dobson came back in. Dobson for Carney at half-back. It was Lamatazi, Logan Tompkins, Craig Kopchak, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Josh Jones and Mark Flanagan completed the pack. And on the bench was George Griffin, Chris Brining, Ozzy Krasnicki and Weber Haraki. Uh, the Giants lined up with uh, Jordan Rankin making his debut, returning from the NRL, the ex-Hull player. Uh, Darnell McIntosh, Leroy Kudjo, Alex Miller, Aaron Murphy, Lee Gaskell, Danny Bruff, Shannon Wakeman, Cruz Leeming, Sebastian Ikan, Hifo, I think his name is. Oliver Roberts, Dale Ferguson and Ryan Hinchliffe on the bench for the Giants with Sam Rapera, Yukuma Tai, Paul Clough and Nathan Mason. Yeah, obviously, you know, both sides full of uh, stars. Uh, Richard, could Joe open the scoring for Huddersfield though early in the first half? You know, not the great start, but, you know, we, we proved on that, didn't we? We did, yeah. It wasn't a great start at all. I think uh, Gareth O'Brien kicked it straight out from the first kick-off. Um, that kind of set the tone for the first 10-15 minutes um, I think it was quite disjointed uh, for, for that first period uh, not least because of the, the head injuries I think uh, Tompkins caught for one uh, went off and didn't come back on uh, Brining had uh, a bit of blood on him as well so he went off uh, I think Ben Murdoch Masilla went off for a bit as well so there's lots of stop starts I think uh, one of the Huddersfield players I can't remember who it was after actually going in for a tackle on Flanagan uh, he caught for it and was knocked out cold so I'm uh, I seem to remember him not coming back on again. So everything was uh, stop-start for the first 10-15 and uh, Huddersfield managing to uh, to get over the line. I think Kudjo took three players with him, somehow managed to bundle the ball over. Um, quite, a, quite a good start for them. Yeah. Uh, but I always felt we were, we were, we were in it, uh, just in case of con- having to control the game a bit and getting on top of Bruff and just completing our sets. I think once we settled down, we managed to do that. Shows how tough, Paul, it is of the sport, you know, Especially in them early stages, you know, people going off uh, injured. Uh, but, you know, the medical staff do a fantastic job, don't they? Looking after and making sure that they're all okay. Yeah, they certainly do, yeah. It's like a, it's a pivotal part of the sport these days, you know, the, the, the medical side of it. And yeah, there was quite a, quite a few um, 
injuries early on, which you just alluded to there, and we lost Mark Flanagan a bit later in the game as well, and he didn't come back on. So Ian Watson had to do a lot of shuffling around and um, ch- changing things around. We'll probably go on to talk about, you know, the players moving about. I thought Ozzy Krasniki was fantastic on, on Sunday. He had to do a lot of work in different positions, you know, playing at hooker, playing loose forward, playing in the forwards as well. So, uh, so yeah, Ian had to do a lot, a lot of uh, manoeuvring about then. And we came through the other side of it. There was a lot of a lot of stops starting in that, that first uh, sort of five or ten minutes fifteen minutes so, uh, so yeah we came through the other side of it really well yeah after all that uh, you know moving about Richard Salford got on the, the score sheet uh, Rob Lewis working a bit of magic re- regathering his kick and gives it to Junior Sal to score and Salford a level yeah I think uh, we put him under a bit of pressure at that point and uh, Lewis yeah got a, a lucky ricochet really but uh, I think we were pushing for that I think we deserved it uh, on balance of play as well to, to come at least level at that point and um, I think there was probably two or three chances. Johnson had a chance in the court, one corner. I think Neville's maybe should have gone over in the other um, before uh, before Sal finally put the ball down for us and Dobson converted, obviously, and made it 6-all. So uh, at that point, again, I, I think we were well-deserved that. Yeah, I suppose after the, the Saints game, a lot of people wondering how Rob, Rob Louis would react, Paul, but he put on a fantastic performance, scored himself the next try, great, sort of stepped his way over the line and crashed over. And he he be putting some great, you know, moments in the game against Huddersfield. Yeah, he certainly did. Yeah, it was like Perry Coleman, wasn't it? Magic moments of Robert Lewis. And um, yeah, he was. I thought he was tremendous. But let's have it right. He, he, he played well against St. Helens. Hmm. I thought he was super in that game. You know, he, he made a mistake at the end, but he had a really good game that night. And we, we've seen his magic this season. You know, I, I thought he, him and Michael Dobson controlled that game on, on Sunday. You know. You've got Dobson there as the calming influence and with his with kicking game and, you know, two forty twenties that led to two tries, which is superb. But Robert Louis does, Dobson does like the, the graph work, doesn't he, and the, you know, the unseen sort of stuff. And Robert Louis finishes off with the finishing magic touches and he was on, he was sensational, I thought, on, on, on Sunday. And uh, I knew, I thought, I knew he bounced back after, after that on, uh, against St. Helens because he's that sort of character, isn't he, Robert Louis? He doesn't let things get him down and he was obviously he was going to come back with that and I was really pleased for him. Yeah. There was no sign of that, was there? There was no sign of, of that uh, mistake at all in him. He was really confident uh, for that for that try. He was. I think the pivots were slightly different as well. I think uh, O'Brien was a bit further back, so he didn't get clobbered quite as much. And, uh, and Louis came onto it more. And I think that caused them another problem because he's hard to tackle. He doesn't look that big, does he, but on, on the field compared with the other guys. But he's, yeah, he's a really long... Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. And he, he does that little step that doesn't always work, but... I think uh, I think at that point he, he bounced off a player and, and took another one over the line, didn't he? So he is uh, he is really strong and certainly from about six yards out, you're not going to stop someone like that. And he was uh, a, he was definitely the, the playmaker of, uh, of the game. Uh, Starman was ringing out. I was in the south stand and uh, listening to that at, uh, after he'd signed the contract as well. So it was good to uh, good to get over the line. Yeah, I think uh, Paul having you know Gaz O'Brien back at fullback uh, gives us another another dimension uh, in attack. Yeah, I thought I thought Gaz O'Brien struggled a bit on, on Sunday. You know, he's he's been out, hasn't he, after losing a bit of form, and I thought it took him a while to get to grips with the game. He scored a good try though. I thought he, he improved in the second half, and he scored a very good try. But the try after um, after Robert Lewis trying to Chris Wellham try. I mean, I listened to your your commentary, Robert. I think you called it as uh, one of the tries of the season. For me, I thought it was a super try. That it was great work from Josh Jones. Then Murdoch Masilla, the pass to Greg Johnson, and then Greg Johnson to Chris Willem. It was absolute, you know, magic to watch that. It was a fantastic score. That. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think, Richard, it's, you know, it's the, it's the skill of being able to do something like that in such close proximity to each other as well, with other field defenders all around. It was, it was brilliant. It was. It was great to watch uh, live. That was absolutely phenomenal. I don't, I'm not quite sure how Johnson managed to get that, uh, that offload off. Because they, they don't try it all that often and, until we spring a break on people. And I think they, they just know when to do it. And, and when, it look, when it comes off like that, it looks fantastic. And uh, that, that play, it, I think that epitomises everything we've been good, good on this season. Ben Murdoch and Silla making a break, breaking a tackle. Uh, and Johnson being in, on, on hand to support. Uh, more often than not, he'd then go in and score it. But Wellham and Johnson together as a combination have been fantastic again this season. So it's no surprise that Wellham was available there for for another uh, hand, hand off uh, uh, offload and and uh, under the sticks. It was yeah, it was really really good, and, and the crowd were well up for it then at that point. And uh, again, I, I thought we were comfortable um, when we when we scored the first try, but after that one, I thought there's there's, there's no. I think Huddersfield uh, heads went down at that point uh, even though it was only probably 20 minutes gone I think uh, we kind of pile-drived them then so yeah it was it was a great finish that Yeah Huddersfield scored 5 minutes for half time no Paul half time 18-10 Salford you know 8 point gap we, we, we felt like we were in control uh, of the game Yeah Michael Dobson missed a penalty goal didn't he just on, on the half time Hooper as well and they were, they, were, they were a bit like um, indecisive there, I think, the team. They, they looked up to, to the crowd, and I think Ian Watson signaled to take the two. And surprisingly, Michael missed that conversion, didn't he? It was a, it was a fairly straightforward one, but uh, perhaps, perhaps it would have been a, a good idea to run that there because they had, uh, had Huddersfield on the rack. But no, it was a pleasing first half. And I mean, Adam Murphy there scored the try for, for the Giants, you know, five minutes before the break. He always seems to score against us. I mean, a real sort of try poach. He must have a fantastic try record. Every time we play, he always pops up with a try. But uh, yeah, I thought eighteen ten. I thought we were quite comfortable at half time. I thought the scoreline flattered the, the Giants a bit because we totally dominated uh, most of that first half. I think Rob Louie was uh, quite annoyed. Well, not annoyed. He was gesturing to the bench, wasn't he, just to say what's going on? You know, we, we should have run that. Uh, but obviously Dobson then took it, but unfortunately missed. I suppose it's it's a decision because obviously Ian Watson he's the man who makes the decision in the end, doesn't he? So if obviously the players feel like you know they want to play it, then it doesn't come off. Then how does Ian Watson react to that, Paul? Obviously he's the he's the coach. He has his head in, on, in the block, doesn't he? If it all goes terribly wrong at the end, so surely he has to make the the final decision. Um, well, for me, it's with captain on the pitch that makes the decision. Really, you can take advice from the coach. But you're on the pitch. You're the players. You do the business, don't you? And uh, from the body language of the players, I. What I saw, I thought the players wanted to run it really, and mm. obviously Ian got the message down, and, and, and they decided to go for two. And it didn't keep the goal twenty points to ten. It was a good idea, wasn't it? But uh, I thought uh, Michael's kicking was a bit, bit, bit in and out really on Sunday because he missed he missed a couple of um, I wouldn't say they were they were sitters, but they were they were ones that you'd expect him to back heel over normally. And then he kicked one off the one off the touchline, didn't he? So um, so yeah, it was a bit indifferent. But I thought it was comfortable. I thought it was it was a good solid first half from us anyway. Yeah, second half started. Gaz O'Brien uh, goes through a gap like he like he's, his trademark. Richard going off the bar out the back finds a gap and scores and extends our lead further. Yeah, yeah, like I was saying, I, I think he was playing a little bit deeper. Whether that was deliberate or whether he was just maybe not up to up to speed because he was a few weeks out, or I know he was, he was uh, fearing a, a clattering like he has been getting over the last few weeks. But um, actually stepping, you know, at that extra half yard back uh, probably made him get more more pace up. Uh, and stepped off uh, and inside beat three players and, uh, and in for the try 
I think that was the easiest one that Dobson <laughs> Dobson should have back killed like you say uh, over the stakes but somehow missed that um, I, I was pretty much uh, behind that I couldn't believe it when he when he missed that ridiculous but yeah he, he was up and down but that was a, it was a good try at that point I think that was 22-10 wasn't it so yeah um, the ghosts of St Helens uh, were, were were knocking at the door a bit, just in case they'd have uh, they'd have um, come back to it. But I think uh, I think we were comfortable enough at that point. Yeah, I think we were playing some good rugby there. Uh, the junior sound try as well. Jones puts him through the gap. Obviously, you know, junior sound and, and Josh Jones, two big units on that side of the field. Paul and other fields were you know were in a bit of trouble then. Yeah, Josh Jones uh, did a lot of sort of. The old sun work I thought on Sunday. I mean, Greg Johnson and Chris Welland did the, the flash stuff that got the crowd on their feet. And that time we spoke about before was, you know, really exciting moment, probably my highlight of the match. But you got to watch Josh Jones sometimes. He does a, he does a lot of the sort of scene stuff, doesn't he? He has this knack of attracting defenders, and he's a big man, and he takes a lot of stopping. And he does it, you know. And sometimes it'll, it'll split their defence. You've got three blokes on him, bringing him down. Can you get a quick play of the ball? And, and you're away and um, you know Josh Jones has got that and he's got that ability to offload and, and he put the junior South through it through a fantastic gap there it was a good try that yeah and obviously Salford's scoring uh, carried on try by Johnson in the other corner good work by Ben Murnham Masala puts him in the in the space to score Richard? yeah I think the honest, yeah I think the honest field defence were looking a bit tired at that point and uh yeah, it was uh, a clear overlap, so uh, didn't have much uh, much difficulty from from Ben Murdoch. So I still had to make the pass, but it looked quite comfortable that getting uh, Johnson in the corner. Yeah, and then obviously the man himself, Ben Murdoch Masala, um, his showpiece run first through the defence to score Paul, and uh, you know that that put the cherry on the cake for us. Yeah, he certainly did, and I was just reading about his, his try ratio recently, Ben Murdoch Masala. I mean, if we remember back, he he got injured, didn't he, Rochdale Arnett's and. He sort of hobbled out on their ground. I remember saying to him, "How's how your leg at that?" And he didn't. He was really upset about. It. He knew he was going to be out for a, for a while. And he, since he's come back and, and got back into the side, he's been tremendous. And you know his, his scoring ratio. And I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but he's he's probably one of the, the leading try scorers at the club at the moment. And he's in sensational form. And you know I've noticed the last couple of weeks sides have tried to to mark it, mark him out of the game. Haven't they? They've had two men on him watching him all the time. But he, he's that stronger of a bloke it doesn't matter how many people you put on him if he gets the ball in, in the right position and he's away isn't he? and uh, yeah he finished it off and uh, he scored another good try yeah two late tries for Huddersfield uh, Richard including a, a, a quality one from McIntosh in the corner uh, but you know I suppose the boys you don't have to kind of like is the question mark did you take the foot off the gas or, or what what do you think I think they were uh, they were they were spraying it around a bit the, the, the game was gone at that point wasn't there but uh, maybe it was a bit of both maybe we took our foot off the gas a bit um, but they were throwing the ball certainly for the last try they were throwing the ball around uh, ending with a dive I don't think the dive was really necessary but um, he, uh, he he scored it just as you know, absolutely great try that was um, in fact I think it made the top five on Sky um, if I'm not mistaken but yeah it was uh, it, it was a good try that and, but the game had gone by then I think uh, I think we maybe gave Bruff a bit more room than we needed to uh, in the last 15 minutes but yeah it was it was it was we, we backed off a bit um, I don't know how, how uh, Watson would have handled that because uh, maybe you know with the, the, the poor start we had and maybe those two tries at the end that those those elements would have disappointed him because we can't play like that against uh, maybe a Leeds or a, a Castleford if you you know the next two games coming up and we, and we have a bad 20 minutes that's the game gone from from our point of view in my opinion so yeah I think I think we, we did 
take our foot off the gas a bit. So I'm sure Watson will secure that up for the next time. Yeah, something to build on for Ian Watson. We spoke to Nile Levels, Rob Lewitt and Olsey Krasnicki after the game. And this is what they had to say. Joined by Rob Lewis. What a great win that was, mate. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Good effort by the boys. Um, we knew how to feel. We were going to bring it. You know, they found some form the last uh, few weeks. Um, but we just had to show up, you know, get back to our winning ways. Um, except, especially from last week, you know, um, to get the lead and then lose it. But we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Looking forward from now. We've got leads. And, um, yeah, look forward to that. Yeah, you were, you were brilliant today. Pulling the strings. You're celebrating them tries as well. You love it, don't you? Yeah, you know, you put in a lot for them tries. And when they see it turn up they were working for us you know you, you gotta admire it <laughs> yeah. that's how I said but it's good effort by the boys I thought our forwards were good um, to see Dobbo back and Gaz I think um, they helped they helped a lot and um, especially with Gaz at the back you know even though um, when Noel went to the wing but um, it's good for the coach you know have headaches like that we've got Toddy there pushing for spots so um, we'll just take we'll take that win and look forward to the next yeah keep winning challenge cup semi final coming up yeah um, you know exciting times yeah it is um, and it's going to be tough but we're trying not to look um, that far ahead, you know. We've got two games before that. Um, we want to go in, you know, with the right attitude. Hopefully, a couple of wins and, you know, going into a semi final like that. But we're looking forward to it, you know, it's in the back of our mind. But other than that, you know, we've got Leeds, you know, Leeds is up there with us in the, in the top, and um, they're a class team. And I'm um, sure we own from after the game we played there. Yeah, big thanks for talking to the Devil Leader. Ah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, well, Olsi Krasniki has kindly agreed to join us. You know, good win that today for Salford. Must be pleased with that. Yeah, really pleased. Um, we've, we've lost a few games in, in the league now, and it was good to just get two points back. They're, they're playing pretty well too, so we knew they were going to come and start pretty strong, and they did. <clears throat> They've been on really good form, haven't they, field. That must be something you were aware of. I mean, that first uh, 15 minutes, you know, a lot of players went off there injured. It was tough out there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But well, to be honest, them, the, the few of them injuries really helped us out. They started, they, str- they started a lot stronger than us. We couldn't really... Um, couldn't really get ourselves together. Them injuries kind of helped with just regrouping and giving us a bit of time to get back out there and start again, really. They, they've got a lot of striking power out there. And, and you filled in a hooker there as well. Were you comfortable <laughs> in that position? Because you did well. You did really well today, didn't you? Passing, your redistribution's yeah. really come on this season, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I didn't mind it, to be fair. Um, me it's a bit of a change, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? Me and Mike like, kind of mess about with it in training and that. Um, just sort of have a bit, a bit of a laugh and I said to him before I was like look if you need it I'll, I'll do it like and against Catalan a couple, maybe what two three months ago I've done a couple of sets there and he said oh today was the day I had a little go <laughs> how do you see your best position where do you where do you feel most comfortable because you played a bit loose forward this season you've, yeah. you've played it prop haven't you as well and now a bit sort of where, where are you most comfortable I, I don't really mind loose is probably my preferred position but I like kick off so <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind <laughs> because maybe um Something yeah. for the future. Okay. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. When you Maybe. get a bit older. Yeah. But second in the, the, the table now, you must be excited about that Leeds next week. I mean, it's probably a big week of rest and preparation now, you know, the, the tough yeah. game today. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game. That's going to be a tough game. Um, they're in good form as well. I know they didn't get uh, the result they wanted the other day, but you know, they're playing really well at the minute. That's going to be massive for us. That was just a big, big performance. You know, we're not really thinking just about the two points it's, it's more about performance and going into next week and uh, not next week sorry going into the Super 8s and just picking up a bit of momentum really How do you prepare for that now will you get a day off tomorrow or are you back in tomorrow or just uh, we'll come in tomorrow have a look, maybe have a look at the video and go for a swim session and just do a lot of recovery really have a couple of days just to reset and 
chill out a little bit and then come back in and start preparing for the big game next week. I suppose with like rest and recovery is like a massive thing this, this yeah. part in the season now, I mean, because you get into like the business end of the season, how does yeah. you, like your body's feel now after all that? Because, yeah. you know, the start of the season, you're all fresh, like, so now it's yeah. getting to that, and, and games are getting more intense as the yeah, weeks go back. Well, we had, a, we, had a, we had a really big pre-season this year. Um, GB hammered us. It wasn't the nicest couple of months. And that's, that's kind of just shown in some of the games where we're quite fit and we can we can hang in there. You know, we've been a bit dumb and fell away in a few matches like last week, but we should, you know we're quite fit. It's all about recovery now, to be honest. We won't we won't do much. <coughs> and especially today, it looked like you got your mojo back out there today. Some of them tries that we yeah. scored. Yeah, we just showed a little bit of what we can do there. And as I said before, like we just need to hold that for the whole game. When we play against the bigger teams, and when we when it comes to the semi against Wigan, that's going to be tough. Uh, key basically just to play well for 80 minutes how excited are you about that semi-final chance of playing at Wembley uh, I'm buzzing mate I played Wigan maybe what I think it was 2013 in the semi for London and we got hammered that day so I'm so, yeah. really looking forward to always just looking to score a try that day aren't you definitely yeah. <laughs> just yeah it's always tough when you play against a team like that as well so you just need to approach it right don't hold back well best of luck this week and good luck next week against Leeds thanks very much for speaking to us no worries so I'm joined by Nile Levels. Big win that now? Yeah, it was a uh, you know after the last couple of performances, I thought you know we obviously the, the loss at St Helens last week, last week I thought we owed it to ourselves to put in an 80 minute performance and you know I thought we were good in patches that you know we sort of blew them away but uh, yeah real good performance back in front of our fans. Yeah, celebrate a new contract. Well, you know obviously a good side we're winning. You know I suppose was it an easy decision? Uh, well, uh, no, I won't say it was an easy decision. Yeah, I had to you know have a look around. I think what's best for my career is. Uh, yeah, but like I said, I've been here since I was, I was 15. I, I love the place. It's um, you know, it's a feast for like home, to be honest. Um, so yeah, once I once I, sw- I did a look around, but I didn't really want to move anywhere. I think the club knew that, and uh, yeah, we come to an agreement, and it's uh, good to get it all sorted. And yeah. yeah, it's good to get you back on board. Hopefully, you know this team could go and go. Who knows how far this team can go? Yeah, well, that's part of one of the reasons why I signed. I thought you know, it's it's uh, since I've been at Salford, it's not rare that we've had a really winning side. So it's. Uh, you know, I thought it'd be a stupid decision to leave at, at such a good, good time when the club's on the up. So, yeah, with these, especially with everyone re-signing as well, we've managed to keep all those players, which Salford sides of the past have not managed to do. Um, so, yeah, the, the team spirit's probably the best I've ever known in a, in a team. So, I think you know we can go places. We've got you know semi-final to look forward to uh, wherever we go in the league. You know, trying to get as high as we can and possible. So, yeah, it's exciting times for, for the club. Yeah, great. Thanks, thanks for talking to us in Denver detail. Yeah, thank you. cheers, mate. Thanks very much. So that was Nia Levels, Rob Lewitt and Ozzy Krasniki after the game, Paul. And, you know, the boys were, were quite chirpy after that game. Yeah, they certainly were, yeah. It's great to, to see Nia Levels, you know, signing his, his new contract. And uh, um, Ozzy Krasniki as well, going back to him, I thought he was, was superb on, on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, the, the boys all seem in a good mood. I mean, they were devastated after that St. Helens game, weren't they? And, we wanted them to bounce back and, you know, that's it, like it's gone and forgotten now and uh, we're back on, on route. Yeah, talk about Mr. Bounce Back, Rick. You know, it's all about bouncing back from defeats against uh, the likes of St. Helens and, you know, continue our good form in the league and the boys were, you know, were happy, weren't they, after that result? Yeah, it's a sign of a good team, isn't it? The, uh, you know, when you've had a, a crushing defeat like that, it wasn't that exactly a uh, yeah, the, the nicest game to have, was it? It's absolutely... Uh, 
terrible defeat that to the last second but the way they bounced back the performance certainly for 50 minutes of it anyway was really encouraging and they were right to be happy and I think they, they played really well don't forget Huddersfield were on a great run they drew against Wigan didn't they week before so uh, they couldn't have been in too bad a, too bad nick themselves so yeah it was a real good performance for, for most of the game and uh, they had every right to be happy do you think it's a good sign that we took Huddersfield apart looking forward to the semi-final, Paul? Yeah, I think it was a really good result. Uh, I thought it would be a lot closer that game than, than what it was. And I think you've got, you've got to give the lads a lot of credit for that because just as Richard alluded to there, Huddersfield have been on some good form and we were speaking about that on Sunday. Wasn't they? The, the, the draw they got against Wigan, they were unlucky in that game. I thought they should have won. They put 50 points past Catalan in the south of France, which is no mean feat that I think they beat um, Warrington 40, 44-4, I think it was, at Huddersfield. So they've clocked up some points in the last sort of six weeks. So they're probably one of the farm, farm teams in the league. And, and we were pretty comfortable. 36-40, you know, we were up 14 minutes to go and I right, took the queue off the rack. But we, the, the game was won and we put the game to bed. So that's going to stand us in good stead because Huddersfield are, are no monks. Are they? They're probably going to finish in the top eight. And uh, yeah, the way we dispatched them there, Wigan didn't do that the week before, did they? So that should give us a lot of confidence. Yeah, Paul, you spoke to Willie Poaching after the game, and this is what you have to say. Coach's Corner. Yeah, like Willie Poaching has joined me. Um, good to get that win, Willie, after the, after the three defeats. You must be pleased with how the players played today. Yeah, pleased with how they went about their work, and really happy that they got the rewards that they deserve today. Um, you know, we, uh, we stuck at it for the most part, um, and... You know, we had some, some patches there that we need to have a look at and, and assess them. I'm talking about the back end of the game, but you know, we we had to stay controlled, especially in the first half. Um, we, they took an early lead and they had all the field position and we were playing into the wind, but we had to try and work our way up there. And when we did, we were getting all, all so close, you know. And they were scrambling and working hard and credit to Huddersfield for, for doing that. They, they really worked on hard on their goal line and we had to ask a few different questions and then finally we broke them and we took a nice handy lead going into half time on the second half. Was We had a real good period there where we, you know, Michael Dobson kicked a couple of beauty 40-20s and was, we were forcing them into areas in the right parts of the field and that gave us a nice, a nice sort of lead and control of the game and you know, just unfortunately we, we fell away in the last 10, 10 or so minutes and you know, we need to have a look at that because it's two weeks in a row now um, whether, whether it was scoreboard or whether we had worked so hard to get the lead that we got and we didn't quite have the energy levels that we needed right at the back end we'll make an assessment but you know, full credit to our guys we finished the game with 14 blokes and you know so that's that was a game today that's been a bit expensive for us as far as injuries and it's taken its hold on us and we'll make an assessment on the three blokes who got injured today but yeah it was a, it was a real credit to them that they, they stuck at it and performed really well for for a long time and, and, and to come away with the two points hopefully it gives us a lot of confidence going forward Just going back to that first half there's a lot of disruption there for both sides wasn't there early on with head Yeah and I've not seen anything like it before especially at the start of the game where you know, Chris Brown um, where but a head knock to Benny Murdoch. Um, early doors, he just got seemed to get his head on the wrong side, and he had a he had a cut to the head, and he came off. And then uh, they had a, uh, Sebastian Sebastian Jikahifo. He he got knocked clean out, and and then we had Logan Tonkins, and then there was one other that I can't quite remember. But you know the game's making some great strides. 
and the player welfare department and looking after the players and you know that was a lot of time that we had our non-starting team on there but um, thankfully the they were able to get back out there and um, yeah. you know, unfortunately for Logan he wasn't able to get out there but um, Chris Bynum was the other one who got a head knock but yeah I've not seen anything like it it made it a little bit stop start yeah. it did and we sort of had to find our rhythm a bit they sort of took took control of the stop start nature of the game and you know we we just needed to get back into the flow of it which we did and, and full credit to the boys they, they found their going and you know I thought overall, as far as uh, attacking was, we found our mojo again a bit. Yeah. We started to attack a bit more Salford, Salford like today, how we have been throughout the year. And again, um, should give us a bit of confidence. Particularly Chris Bryan, though, he must be really pleased with him. He's come from League One, and I thought he really stood up and was counted today. He had to play big minutes, and he did everything that was asked yeah, of him as well, didn't he? Uh, he's been a real, real fine for us, and uh, full credit to Watto for going out there and searching um, and turning over every rock to find the players. And, you know. Some of these, some of these guys, there's, there's some diamonds in that championship, and um, even in National League One, there's there's some players there, and they're just they're waiting for the opportunity. And I think sometimes we just neglect it that they're playing at that level and think that they're there for a reason. You know, you give them the opportunity, you give some of these guys the chance to work with with the caliber of players that they do less Chris's every day here their chance of blossoming as he is and you know he's been a real find for us and you know he's getting used to the pace and being able to play longer minutes for us um, especially on in situations today when Logan goes down and he can't come back into the game we were forced to leave him out there for a bit longer than what we normally do and you know he'll be better for that in the, in the long run so yeah, there were a few players who had to play in different roles. Olsie Krasniki as well, yeah. filled in at nine, and he did yeah. really well as well. Yeah, well, we he? had to give young Chris a, a spell there for a bit, and you know, it, was, it was who we were going to put in there. And you know, Olsie is someone who's, who's worked on not so much playing hooker, but on his passing skills, and and he's you know showed some adaptability here today. So he didn't have to do anything too flashy; just needed to be simple, which he was, and he did a great job for us. Just going back to our mojo, there was a particular try that I enjoyed in that second half. It was Masilla on to Greg Johnson, lovely ball to Chris Wellham, and that's they're the kind of tries we, that we love to see as supporters. And uh, you must be pleased with the way we played there because there was a spell there. I think we scored three tries in the space of about ten minutes, and that's what won us the game in, in effect, really, didn't it? Well, I had to run down and give uh, Lamatasi a message. And at that moment in time, I was running back up, so I missed the so try. So you missed I, that try. I turned around, and everybody was raving about how good the try. So I got to, I got to have a look at that. But um, I understand that you missed yeah, a good one there, Willie. I understand. That, yeah, it was, a, it was a great try, and we showed some great skill to to put that try on. But um, I thought a lot of our tries, a lot of our flying movements, not just from the set pieces, but even to the players' credit, how they worked out how to break down the defence. You know, we had, we had a plan coming in, and sometimes they've got to adapt and, and things change to what we originally expect when we go into games and you know not every situation is the same and uh, for, I've got to give some credit here to Michael Dobson and Robbie Louie for being able to read those situations and, and put on the right plays and, and come up with the right answers you know, and, you know I, I really need to have a look at that try I think you certainly so do. it was good yeah it's nice for us to be able to, to play some of that flying football again. Going back to Louis and Dobson, I thought they, they again they complimented each other really well today. What was the what was yours and Ian's decision behind Todd Carney being out today? Was that purely sort of a rotational thing, or has Todd picked up a knock? Or no, was, no, we just saw Michael Dobson's been good throughout the year, and you now it's hard on, on Toddy not to not to get him in the side. But we understood 
the threat, especially the big threat and the, the big personnel that Huddersfield had, and we had to go big on the bench to combat some of that and, and keep us strong, which I think at the end really paid dividends for us. And, uh, going back to some of the people we lost and what we needed out there at the time, um, I've just got to, while I'm on that, I've got to give full credit to George Griffin, who's missed a couple of weeks. Um, we've really missed some of the, some of the work that he does, um, some of the unseen stuff. And I thought, especially not just the work that he does, but the effect that he has on everybody else. He lifts everybody else, and they raise their game to some of the stuff that he does. So, um, you know, I've got to compliment him on, on his comeback and some of the stuff he did. But yeah, going back to Robert Louis and Michael Dobbs. And they were, you know, they've shown this year that they've got a really good combination. And, and that worked again. That's not to say that Toddy's not going to play again. Toddy's got some qualities that, that are different to those two. And we'll try and fit everybody. It's in. a good selection, Eddie, I think, to have. Yeah, it is. It's great. To, yeah. It's great for us to have, and it's important because we didn't have that at the start of the year. And it gives still the teams something to think about, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, it keeps them guessing, doesn't it? And it keeps the pressure on those particular players to keep improving and keep performing. If they want to hold those positions, yeah, definitely leads up next week at yeah. the AJ Bell Stadium. These games keep coming thick and fast, don't they? For you, tough, another tough game. But you're up to second yeah, well, today in the league. They're all going to be tough from now on. They're all going to be important from here on in. Um, we understand that's uh, that's the way it's going to be, and you know we're all excited about the challenges ahead. Um, they'll be. It'll be a tough one next week. We know that. We know uh, the quality of the lead side and we know the experience that they have. Um, but we've got to freshen up and get ready to go and, and try and put in an 80-minute performance of something that we did for the, for the big part of today. I suppose it's all about sort of recovery time now. You've had a, you've had a tough game today. You know, a few yeah, people yeah. have got knocked. It's about how you recover well this week. Oh, for sure. Isn't it? For yeah. sure. It's about icing up, patching up, and then we've got a, got a fair bit of a turnaround. So we've got a few days to really get some quality whilst also keeping them fresh and getting them fresh for Sunday um, they've had a, obviously a really long turnaround but yeah we've just got to do what we can do and focus on ourselves and, and get ready for, for a wonderful challenge on second v third I think it is so yeah we, we want to nail, nail down the position that we've, that we've rightly held I think for, for long parts but they'll have some say about it the Rhinos so yeah another one to be excited about How's Matt Flanagan as well he, he took a bit of a knock today and didn't come back on is it too early to say how he is yeah it's a bit too early to, to say um, I don't know what the extent of his injury is I don't know it's a shoulder one but um, yeah we'll, we'll leave that to the medical staff and we'll get a report back in the morning and we'll see how Mark sleeps on it and how, how he feels in the morning but yeah, um, you're always alarmed when someone of his his toughness and of his quality goes off and isn't able to come back on. So just uh, maybe something, but we'll we'll make an assessment on that and see how it goes. That's great. Well, best of luck next week, Willie. Congratulations on second in the league. I know it means nothing to you guys at the moment because you're all perfectionists and you want to keep winning. But, yeah. but best of luck next week and uh, all the best in training this week. Fantastic. <laughs> That was Willie Poaching talking to Paul after the game, Paul, and you know he was another one very happy about the result. Yeah, he certainly was. Was and he's, uh, he's like he's very grounded, Willie as well. He's a, he's a perfectionist, uh, along with with Ian and the rest of the coaching staff, and he never sort of gets too far ahead of himself. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's focusing on this week now. I guess his ex club lead as well, so I think he'll be wanting to put one over them on there uh, on Sunday. Yeah, Willie Poaching kind of come into the club, Richard, and you know. Our performances have gone up as well. It's definitely doing some good things behind the scenes. 
Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. I think it, it, he's in the team ethos as well, isn't he? You don't look too far ahead. So um, I think that all together is the consistency that we've got in the in the uh, the whole of the, the team and the the background staff are, is is really pushing the team on. So um, yeah, he's he's, he's a, a happy guy at the moment, quite rightly so, and uh, keeping his feet on the ground, which is another good thing. We need to need to keep doing that. Yeah, looking at the stats. Uh, tackles, George Griffin with 27, Wellaraki with 27, Chris Brining with 36, Lamatazzi with 39, Paul, and Kotjak with 26. You know, the forwards put in a massive effort there. Yeah, as we wanted to be mentioned, they were tremendous, you know, the effort that they did. On well, Lamatazzi, you know, 39 tackles and the amount of work he did cat in the ball up as well, I thought it was, uh, was sensational. Craig Kotjak, you can't argue with him every week, he's, he's quality. And George Griffin as well. You know, he's had his injury problems this season, George, and a couple of weeks out, and he's come back in and, you know, he's returned straight back to form. So, especially with us missing Adam Warren and Lee Mossop, these guys have had to stand up and be counted, and they are doing every week, really putting in a tremendous shift. Yeah, looking at the metres, uh, Junior Sow with 155, Rob Lou with 150, uh, sorry, 127, George Griffin 105, Josh Jones 105, Lamatazzi 146, uh, Richard. You know, they made some big metres there, didn't they? They have, yeah, yeah. Forwards, particularly, I think, uh, as Paul was saying, they they put in a massive shift at the weekend and, and allowed the backs to, to play in those uh, those little spells that we uh, we basically scored the, the the clumps of tries together in um, in quick succession. I think the forwards did the the ugly work as as they they're meant to do. That's that's what they they do. Uh, but they do it week in week out. You can't say anybody had a bad game there. Uh, like Paul was saying, with a, with a couple of guys still out. Um, it's good that we've got those those people still consistently putting in those, those performances um, and making sure that they're uh, they're at the top of the game. Um, and it's it, it, you can't argue with any of those guys. Uh, I don't think uh, you'd blame anyone for giving them man of the match. Any any of them, they, they played really well against the, a tough Huddersfield, a big Huddersfield pack. So uh, all credit to them. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports and man of the matches for our listeners. Uh, Red Devil says Lamatazzi was brilliant today. Paul Foster, 40 minutes, relentless. His man of the match was uh, Louis. Colin Reynolds, uh, listen from Crete. His man of the match was Dobbo. Not trying to make us feel jealous there. Kate Reynolds, I'm super happy. Her man of the match was Jones. Chris and Janet Shenton, Josh Jones, keep it going. Josh Jones getting a couple of mentions there, Paul. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, it was good, Josh Jones. I thought he worked really hard. You know, um, he's another one who's had a bit of time out injured, hasn't he, this season? Um, I'll come back in at St. Helens and, and, and work really hard. And uh, he did again on uh, on Sunday against Huddersfield. And he does, like I said before, he does a lot of the un, unsung work, doesn't he, Josh? And uh, uh, Roy Ellen, who sat behind me on uh, Sunday, called him the pinball wizard after that, that try that he scored at Huddersfield earlier in the season. And, and that's right for him. He's a good nickname for him, because he does. He tracks defenders and he bounces off him. He's got incredible strength. And uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's he played well on, on Sunday with Josh. Yeah, Andy Lancashire got vital win. His man of the match was Dobbo. Harvey, way back winning. His man of the match was Jones. Paul King won at a canter. And his man of the match was uh, the star man, Robert Louis. Robert Louis and Michael Dobson uh, taking all the plaudits. Uh, Richard? Yeah, rightly so. Man of the match, Louis, for me. Uh, especially because of the way he bounced back from the St. Allen's disappointment. So uh, you can't look past him, I think. To be fair, Dobson marshalled the, the troops really well. His kicking was a bit off, so that's the only reason I, I don't think you'd, you'd give him man of the match. But, uh, but you know, most of the team put brilliant performance in. Uh, Josh Jones, I, I call him Scrappy Doo because he just take, he wants to take everybody on. You know, let me add him, let me add him. 
So uh, that's his that's his attitude. You can see every time he gets the ball. Uh, so he was another close one for man of the match for me. But uh, tipping it just was uh, was Rob Louis. Rob Louis for you. Uh, Paul Parkin back on track. His man of the match was Rob Louis. Also Gary Williams, the real deal. Olsi Krasniki, uh, Chairman Bob, job done. Um, his man of the match was Lamatazi. Uh, Wild strong, strong and stable leadership from Dobbo. Uh, and the final one we've got is Jimmy, the star man. And the star man, Rob Lewis, Paul. Yeah, I don't think you can look much further than, than Rob Lewis for, uh, for Sunday. But I thought Ben Murdoch still played well. But I'd also like to give Olsie Fanzik a special mention because no matter where Olsie's asked to play, and he had to do a bit of moving about, didn't he, as Ian Watson said on, uh, on, on Sunday. And I thought he was superb. And Chris Bryan played big minutes. You know, Logan Tompkins went off there we lost him and you know Logan that's, that's you have to do a lot of work there Chris and play a lot of extra minutes you know with one hooker and I know Alzi filled in there so he did well also I thought and um, yeah I'm a bit, I don't I can't really pin pin one down I'd probably have to say St. Louis but uh, I'd say Alzi uh, pushed him very close yeah I think I'm going to go for Rob Louis this week like say Alzi Krasniki filling in at hooker and that's what I think Richard you know players like him are the backbone of this side just running the blood to water week in week out yeah, he, he was he's another good player, and he um, filling in when when asked wherever he's asked. So um, yeah, he, he was he was pushing pushing Rob Lewis close as well for that. But I think um, because of the injuries we we had early uh, early doors, and what we say Flanagan, Bryan went off, and uh, Tompkins couldn't come back on either. There was a lot of uh, a lot of reshuffling. I think that uh, that Watto had to do and. and Golsey uh, had to fill in at, uh, at many positions, and he did it really well. And he's, it, I think some, sometimes that might be a problem for him because he's, he's, a, he's seen as a utility player, maybe uh, rather than stamping his uh, his authority on one position. But whilst we've got a squad mentality and a squad team, he's an invaluable in that team, and he never lets anybody down. So uh, yeah, all credit to him. Yeah, Southwood are victorious, thirty-six points to twenty, beating Huddersfield. And now what we'll do? We'll look at our, our amateur sides. Did we, Paul, in his amateur report and then preview the game against Leeds on Sunday? Right, well, this week's amateur report will start off with the National Conference Leagues. In the Conference Premier Division, Rochdale Mayfield had another good win. Following on from last week, they won away from home in Cumbria against Egremont Rangers by 29 points to 14. That leaves them fourth in the league table now behind Wapbrow, Thattle Heath and Siddall. In Division 2 of the National Conference Leagues, it was another tough uh, defeat for Salford City Roosters. They went down 78 points to 10 at Bradford Dudley Hill. The Roosters travelled with 14 players. They lost two more players to leg injuries. Uh, at Bradford Dudley Hill and another to a head injury and despite huge efforts from the likes of Craig Wells and Tom Smith who both scored their tries and Mark Jones adding a goal inevitably they slipped to a 78 points to 10 defeat also in Division 2 Saddleworth Rangers went down uh, by 13 points to 6 in a tight match at home to East Leeds in Division 3 Oldham St Anne's won they beat Barrow Island by 40 points to 20 and Waterhead Warriors they went down 38-18 against East Moor Dragons the fixtures for this week these games will all be played on Saturday the 8th of July in the Premier Division Rochdale Mayfield take on Lee Miners Rangers in Division 2 Salford City Roosters in action against Saddleworth Rangers and in Division 3 it's Barrow Island against Waterhead Warriors and Stanley against Oldham St Anne's
Right, we're moving on to the Northwest Men's League. It was quite a busy round of fixtures there as well. These games were played on Saturday, the 1st of July. In Division 2, it was Rochdale Mayfield A. 8, Charlie Panthers 19, Manchester Rangers beat Berry Broncos by 34 points to 14 in Division 2. In Division 3, Rochdale Cobras 20, Chester Gladiators 34, Wigan St Cuthbert's 26, Oldham St Anne's 22. Division, sorry, they were Division 3. Division 4, Little Hulton Reds 16, Langwith Reds 22, West Harton Lions 42, Caddy's Ed Rhinos 18, Wollstone Rovers A60, Manchester Rangers A10. In Division 5, Bolton Mets 4, Saddleworth Rangers A, 54. And in the fixtures for this week, Saturday the 8th of July, we'll start with Division 1, is Folly Lane against Pookington Rex A. Division 2, Berry Broncos against Lee East A. Leyland Warriors against Manchester Rangers. Rochdale Mayfield A against Wigan St Jude's A. Division 3 is Oldham St Anne's A against Blackpool Scorpions. Rochdale Cobras against Eccleston Lions. Fitton Hill Bulldogs play at the Wigan Bulldogs. Division 4 is Caddy's Head Rhinos against Coolchef Eagles. Langworthy Reds against Runcorn. Manchester Rangers A against Little Hulton Reds. And finally in Division 5... Oh, sorry, there's one more in Division 4. I'm making a few mistakes tonight. It's West Horton Lions against Ryland Sharks A. And Division 5... Finally, Bolton Mets play the Berry Broncos A. Well, also in the North West Men's League, the, well, the whole Rugby League world is in mourning this weekend after Colchef Eagles' Adam Cooper died during their match at Runcorn on Saturday. Adam will be sadly missed by his fiancée and three children. That's real tragic news. And everyone here at Salford and on the podcast, I'm sure, will send their love to, uh, to Colchef Eagles and, and Adam and his family. Well, finally this week, the Northwest Youth Leagues. We've got quite a bit of action to tell you about there. These games are played on Sunday in the under 17s Premier, Salford 20, Hindley 66, Telford 20, Folly Lane 52. In the under 16s Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers beat Waterhead in a battle of Oldham by 13 points to 6. In Division 2 of the under-16s, Rochdale beat, uh, lost to Pilkington by 24 points to 32. In the under-13s, Division 1, Rochdale Mayfield 8, Clockface minus 36. In Division 2, Langworthy Reds drew 6 apiece with Charlie Pampers. It was a great draw for, for Langworthy, you know, against top of the table and unbeaten Charlie Pampers. Tom Umbruff got the vital try with Liam Davis converting. A very well-deserved point for Langworthy Reds. All the players battle hard and uh, play with real pride. That's a fantastic point against the Charlie Panther side who are doing really well. So congratulations to everybody at Langbury Reds this week. Uh, Latchwood Giants nil, Saddleworth Rangers 44. That was a Division 2 under-13s game. And finally in the under-13s, Division 3, Bellevue Bees 52, Haydock Warriors 22 and South Trafford Raiders 22, Colchef Eagles 28. There's one more final result to tell you about in the under-15s. Folly Lane went down. Unlucky, though, against Shevington Sharks. Fantastic game there. Shevington Sharks 34, Folly Lane 30. Uh, Tom Gorton grabbed the hat-trick there a fantastic performance from him Will Toon and Johnny Openshaw also scoring the tries there for Folly Lane so bad luck on that one Folly but I'm sure you'll bounce back this week but there's no disgrace there 34-30 sounded a tremendous match there well the fixtures for this week in the North West Youth League these games will be played on Sunday the 9th of July. In the under-16s, it's the plate final between Rochdale and Hindley. In Division 1 of the under-16s, Caddy's Ed play Oldham St. Anne. Saddleworth play Blackbrook Blues. Division 2 of the under-16s is Charlotte against Folly Lane. Burton Wood against South Trafford. And in the under-13s, Premier Division, Lee Miners play Waterhead. Division 1 of the under-13s, it is Hindley against Rochdale Mayfield. Oldham St. Anne's against Blackbrook Blues. Division 2 
of the under-13s is Wigan St. Patrick's against Langworthy Reds. And finally, Division 3 of the under-13s is Bellevue Bees against Wollstone Rovers and Lee Minor Rangers Golds against South Trafford Raiders. That's it for this week. That's all I've got for you. I'll catch you on Sunday against Leeds Rhinos. Paul said on our on our amateur review our thoughts with Adam Cooper's family at this difficult time but looking forward to the game against Leeds on Sunday uh, Richard it's going to be a belting game second against third it doesn't get much bigger no it's huge isn't it it's a Sunday afternoon really looking forward to it hopefully uh, Leeds will bring a big following and we'll get a good atmosphere behind our guys and, uh, <clears throat> and push them over the line it's going to be a really really belting game uh, two two big packs going at it, and uh, there's plenty of uh, plenty of attractive backs as well. So hopefully we'll have enough to get over the line. I think from uh, from just looking at it, um, depending on results, that we could actually go into that game knowing that uh, a win's enough for, uh, to make us into the top four during the uh, the regular season. So it's a real big incentive to win this one. So hopefully the guys will be up for it. Yeah, it shows how far we've come, Paul. As a club that we're looking at the Leeds game, thinking you know we're going to win this one, we start. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Rugby, we should have won at their place earlier in the season. And I caught a bit of their game against St. Helens on Thursday night, and I don't think they can interfere. They've got some good players, but, but so have we. I think we've got a pack that can is more than a match for theirs. I think our, our forwards are better than theirs, in my, my opinion. I think there's still there's still players to, to be wary of. I mean. You've got to have Joel Moon who played at halfback, I think, against uh, St. Helens. He's, he's a dangerous player. And uh, Matt Parcel, the hooker, I think he's been a good signing for them. But other than that, I think you know, they much of a muchness, really. Callum Watkins and Ryan Hall, I don't think they're the players they, they once were. And, uh, you know, we've got some exciting players and we're a good home side as well. And uh, like I said before, I think we're still. I wouldn't say revenge is on the, the menu, but I suppose in a way it is. You know, after the, the defeat ahead in the early the season, that hurt you and the players. And uh, I'm sure they want to put a few things right. And what, what other than uh, winning on Sunday as well? And that's going to take us two points in front of Leeds as well and give us a bit more of a cushion going into the last two games. And we've also got a better points difference than them. So, uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be an excellent game. I think looking forward to the, the Super 8, Richard, it's a game that, you know, we can measure ourselves against the top side because we know. Leeds will be coming strong in them, in them weeks and if we're able to put them to the side I think it becomes more of a, a psychological advantage for us Yeah that's a good point actually um, with the, you, know, you, you never think too far ahead but yeah we, we've got to play these guys again haven't we we've got to play Leeds we've got to play Cass we've got to all these top eight sides it's great being in the top four and then you realise you've got to play against the best now for, for the rest of the season so this will be a really good marker to put down if we can beat them beat them at our place and beat them well um, let's just let's just put that down mentally then we, we know we can beat the top sides we've already beaten Cass this season so let's let's put a marker down this uh, this weekend and, and make sure we uh, we set them and send them home with a, with a loss and, and then we can consolidate in the top four uh, and then bring on the bring on the Super 8s yeah our record's not the best is it Paul against Leeds but you know records are there to be, uh, to be broken and I'm sure the boys will be fired up for breaking this one certainly yeah we've beat Leeds once at home in the, in the Super League and once in some, about 24 years at home so 
No, it's not, and it's not been the best record. You can go back over the last 50 years, it's not been good at home or away against Leeds, and all the supporters will, will tell you that. So, but yeah, records are there to be broken, Rob, and we've done that this season. We've had some good wins away from home at Wigan. We've not won for 20 years, and you know, we, we won at home where we've not won for a long time in the league. So, so why not? I, I, I've got a feeling we can we can turn Leeds over. We did it last season. We had a good win against them last season, and uh, and the, yeah, the way the way the lads played against Huddersfield on, on, on Sunday and the way they played in the, in the cup game against Wakefield a few weeks before, if we can come out with that mentality and that attitude, I, I think we're more than a match for anybody at home when we play like we, you know, we're capable of beating anybody. Yeah, give us your score prediction for the game, Richard. Uh, I've gone for thirty points to ten. Thirty points to ten, Salford. How about you, Paul? Uh, I've gone forty-two ten to Salford. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll batter Leeds on, on Sunday. <laughs> so I'm hoping that anyway. So 42 10. So Rich has gone 30. You've gone 40. I'm going to go. I can't go. Can I go 50? Against Leeds? <laughs> At home? No, we're going to go 20. We're going to go Salford 20. Leeds 6. 26. How good will you be now, Rob, if they get 50? Yeah, there you go. There, there's your incentive. <laughs> if, you, if you're listening, get 50 and then it'll be a. It'd be a big slap in my face, that would. But yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm confident the boys are going to have enough, to, you know, to beat Leeds. Um, obviously, they are a top side, but if we want to be a top side, Rick, we've got to beat Leeds um, and show Super League that we're, you know, the real deal with a Super Eights to come. Yeah, it's all about that now, isn't it? We've got to make sure that uh, we're, we're knocking on the door every week. Top performances now. Uh, we're reaching the critical end of the season, aren't we? So we've got to make sure that that marker's down and, uh, and show these supposed big teams that uh, we're more than a match. I don't, certainly think Castleford have done that this season. We're pretty much, you know, not far behind them, albeit there's quite a few points ahead, but we're second in the table. We're the ones who should be expecting to win. Um, I think the, the, the Salford fans, as a as a norm, are always thinking, "Oh God, where's the next loss uh, happening?" But I think you can be confident. Certainly, the, the performances at home over the last uh, season have been very encouraging. So hopefully, hopefully, we'll get a big win. Fifty points, Rob. Come on, do it. Say it. Fifty points. Fifty points. It's, it's, it just rolls off the tongue. Salford fifty leads yeah. six, Paul. <laughs> I think we beat him in the 70s, 61, 13, I think it was. My dad was telling me about that one today, so uh, why not 61, Rob? Why not? But, uh, but no, to be honest with you guys, being serious, I'd stick any win on, on Sunday, even if it's a, you know, a 4 0, a Phil Cousin special in the corner, 4 0, that'd do me. Um, just the two points, I think, to go into the last two games, two points out of Leeds, keeping that winning run going, and, you know, taking that confidence in, into Castleford next Friday, the thought of just beating Leeds, you know, that. That's what you need, you know, to build on. So, so yeah, any win will do for me, and I'm, I'm sure Ian Watson will have a lot fired up, and I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get that win. Yeah, that was. This is the end of this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. Big thanks for coming on again, Richard. Been you've been great again. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, it's been a good show. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for that. Cheers, guys. Yeah, and also Paul, you've been outstanding again. Uh, last week we had people in Tokyo listening to us. Hopefully, we'll have more of the same this week. Yeah, yeah, it must be the oriental flavour that we're giving off, Rob. But, uh, yeah, enjoyed it, Rob, today. And it was great to meet Mike. And I'm sure the listeners will enjoy listening to that soon. But, uh, yeah, really looking forward to, to Sunday. And uh, we'll see you all down there on, on Sunday, AJ, Bob. Yeah, big thanks for everyone who's tuned in this week to the Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
seven days a week, 24 hours a day. My Radio Contact.